Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool, we're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this week is a man who was just wanting to go to the Chicken Wing Festival, Jacob. Why, thank you, and I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who was just trying to get re-elected mayor. Welcome, Drew. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jacob? Man, I'm doing very... I'm doing pretty good with you know the coronavirus crisis going on right now where i work uh it's it's been a little hectic uh yeah. long hours uh but hey i'm getting you know uh a two dollar raise and all kinds of really good nice little bonuses which are very nice and i was very unexpected unexpected with this company uh i'm not saying the company i work for is bad i was just kind of very pleasantly yeah. surprised um yeah, doing pretty good. Try not to, you know, stress out and worry about everything, uh, like we all do. Um, I would, I would say that right now, with how the uh, the situation is going, uh, where I work, things have kind of leveled off because the week before things were just completely, utterly nuts, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of calmed down to where you know people are just buying what they need, and every once in a while you get a large card, but we're just, we're constantly busy, right. Um. Yeah, things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. How about you? Things are going good for me also. It's just been kind of a, like you said, it's been a busy week. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that's not as simple as it was three weeks ago. Oh, of course. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, we're, st- I'm, we're still going. Thankfully, neither one of us are under quarantine yet. Amen to that. But you never know how this is going to go. Yeah, In that's fact, true. I don't think, you know, knock on wood. I don't think uh, anyone in Cherokee County is officially reported. Not that I know so of. Not that I know of. We're still got a wide berth at the very least. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Actually, I got to watch, actually watched quite a bit. Uh, one, I actually went over and watched with a, a certain lady, a fr- lady friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth. Uh, we watched the first four episodes of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Ah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That was so That's much fun. That's right. You haven't watched Mandalorian. No, yet. I haven't. Okay. And she she knew about it. Be like, hey, just whenever you want to, you can come over and watch Mandalorian with uh-huh. me. And their dog Neon is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's he's like a lab mix who's just he's white. He's like blonde, white with a odd spotting. He's a really cool little dog. Okay. And uh, I wouldn't say he's little. He's a very large puppy. Anyway. Uh, I got to watch that, which was a lot of fun. Um, you're going to have to remind me what the show we watched at at our friend Chase's. That was The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. <laughs> the first, I think we only watched the first two episodes. Yeah, the first two episodes. And I, I guess I'd be like, I really wasn't into it because I had, uh, I was looking at my finances like, yeesh, I'm, you know, not where I want to be at the second. And uh, we 
I don't think we realized it, but we all were stressed out that night. Yeah, we were. Thing, and we I were. blame certain other people who wouldn't shut up about it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, I, I would agree. A person who shall not be named. Yes. <laughs> but either way, be like, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was, you know, just slightly annoying because it was the, the, how kind of explaining away how they yeah, like anime tropes are and that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Thus we were all there again. We were all kind of stressed out, but it was, it was a very fun little experience. Mm-hmm. And Oh yeah. Uh, this has nothing to do with, um, has nothing to do with like movies or anything like, but it's a, it's a certain artist. I have loved to listen to her since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Garth Brooks. I know you're rolling your eyes at me right now, Drew. But uh, I, I know, I know, I know. Hey, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> hey! No matter how you look at it, there's no accounting for taste. Okay. Whether well, you like them or you're like me and don't. Okay. So, either way, for our audience listening that actually does like Garth Brooks. He's, uh, got, one, he's got two good, two or three good songs. Oh, he's got a lot more than that. <laughs> I only like two or three songs. Okay. Okay, I own all of his albums, so let's just say that. Okay. All right. So, the Once again, uh, there's no accounting for taste. Okay. Uh, not counting you. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, <Thank> so, <laughs> so apparently last night, uh, Monday night of uh, the other night of recording, uh, Garth Brooks, his uh, studio G, uh, Inside Studio G on Facebook, his Facebook Live, uh, he kind of did a request alive mm-hmm. and oh my gosh i geeked out i was so geeking out because he did songs like um i actually have it on a whiteboard right next to our, the table we're at and the, the song that i absolutely lost that's it was special ladies and gentlemen that's just his notes <laughs> <laughs> the the one that kind of threw the one that when the, it was. It's all based on request, mm-hmm. and the one that got the most was "It Doesn't Matter to the Sun." I don't know that one. That's very unique because it's, it's the Chris Gaines project. You probably had no idea who Chris Gaines I have is. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, Chris Gaines was a. Uh, it's supposed to be a movie called The Lamb, and so Garth was to play the older version of Chris Gaines okay. after a car wreck, and so in preparation for the movie, Garth decided to make a pre-soundtrack to The Lamb. Okay. Being Chris Gaines. And so he put out the album. Only problem is the movie fell through. Mm. The project fell apart. And so he has been raked over the coals for it, even though people love the album. And so he finally played one of the songs, and it's called It Doesn't Matter to the Sun. And just so many other songs he played, She's Every Woman, uh, the Red Strokes, which I love. I love this song to death. Um, can you just can you just tell I'm a Garth Brooks fan? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there there was a lot of ones. There was a lot of ones to be like I'd never heard of because he was playing with his wife Trish Yearwood, and uh, I, I just I geeked out. It was so I'll, I'll be like I'm guaranteed both my neighbors are like, what the heck is he screaming about and saying yes. I, I understand what you're talking about. Yes. Even though I would not have in that situation. <laughs> well, of course, it'd be like, like you said, be like, everyone has different tastes. Right. It'd be like if Weird Al did something like this. Yes. Which I'm not surprised he 
I'm kind of surprised he hasn't. Yeah. Because he's got a ton of stuff he could pull, but for whatever reason, he hadn't. Yeah. Well, either way. He hasn't released an album since, like, 2015, so Hmm. anyway. Yeah. So, be like, I geeked out about that, and I just, I loved it, and I shared it. And, um, yeah, either way, I just thought thought I would like to share that with our audience. So, what have you been watching? Well, like you, I watched uh, Disastrous Life with Psyche K when we were over there. But yes. ironically, the reason that thought came to me when we were trying to decide what movie, what we were going to watch when uh-huh. we left, uh, it came to my mind because I had started rewatching. I had started up where I had left off on Psyche K about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And started up about a couple episodes past mm-hmm. where that is. I was like at episode eight or nine. And, uh, so I've been watching, of course, that. And of course, I enjoy the show just because of how ridiculous it is. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a very good show. I love how it explains things you wouldn't normally explain yeah. in an anime. And it's just a fun show because you never know what's going to happen next in that show. I gotcha. Uh, I have, of course, been watching Phineas and Ferb. I have almost finished the second season. Okay. And so very soon I will be watching uh, Into the Second Dimension. Okay. Which I don't know if I'm going to bring that up in the show at some point or not. I, I'm thinking about it, but I hadn't decided yeah. yet. I do know it is listed now separately in Disney Plus, so oh, you don't okay. have to figure out which episodes it is. I gotcha. Or which episodes it's split between. But yeah, I've been watching that, and uh, pretty much between everything mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had to watch in the last week mm-hmm. for the five reviews mm-hmm. I have this to record this week oh okay uh i haven't had much time i understand and plus i've been doing a lot of i'm still watching star trek picard okay uh i did watch the second the the, the second to last season uh second to the end episode Mm -hmm. and it is very good okay i'm looking forward to the season finale this thursday Mm mm-hmm for those of you, though, who are interested and are not... I, I'm kind of bringing this in as news, even though it's not animated, but okay. I'm a nerd. I can talk about this stuff. <laughs> uh, if you are wanting to watch Star Trek Picard, but yeah. you don't want to pay the subscription to I, CBS I read this All earlier. Access, yes. you do still have to, to uh, have an account, mm-hmm. but you can throw in a code that lets you watch all... I think the code is GIFT. Mm-hmm. It allows you to watch all of Picard for free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Probably, and I believe that coupon code is GIFT. Okay. But definitely Google search this. Make sure I'm giving you the right information there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available right now. Yeah. And we'll include the last episode when it comes out Thursday. But yeah, definitely do that and watch that show if you like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. At the very least, give it a try. Yeah. You might hate it. Or you might be like me and be geeking out every five seconds, especially in the first episode. Uh, <laughs> you being a truckie and all. Exactly. Just watch it. Give it a try. There's so much good stuff in that show, especially if you grew up on, if you watch Next, you love Next Generation mm-hmm. like I did growing up. It's a fun show. Do that. Okay. Um, that's about all I've been watching. Okay. Well, I did forget one that one thing, and I want I always want to try to plug this show because it it needs it. Um, uh, uh, Tangled the series or Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. Mm-hmm. I love this show. I've followed it, you know, to its end. I haven't watched all of it yet, and it's 
season three is not on Disney Plus yet, which is kind of surprising. Uh, Give it I, time. I'm sure they have not figured out how quickly to re-release this stuff onto Disney Plus no, once it's done. Probably not. But um, I did download one episode uh, at one point. It was uh, season two, and the episode's called Rapunzel and the Dark Tree. And it is phenomenal. It's a great story. Great. Mm-hmm. Like it had this, see, the series has a lot of really great songs. Okay. And, and, um, and it's really good. This, ser- this series is well, very well written. It just wrapped up, uh, like I said in previous episodes, a couple of weeks ago. And it's really good. And I really, really recommend, uh, people going out and hunting the series down and watching it. It's really good. And uh, 10 points to anybody who's out there who's probably has watched the show. What is the other name of the Dark Tree? To 10 points to anybody who gets that. Just so everyone's aware, I'm still at zero points <laughs> <laughs> on whatever this point system thing he's yeah. got going on. He hasn't fully explained it to me, but I'm letting him have his fun. Yeah. I, I, I will reveal it uh, maybe next episode. Yes. Okay. All right. So, what do we got in the news? What do we got in the news? We got a little bit. Well, also, we know that we'll be like, also in our world right now, we're, we're dealing with Corona. We Corona, the Corona. Boo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not Corona from Tangled. So, you know, it's not that place. But it's the Corona virus. Yeah. Virus. COVID 19. Uh, yes, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, so, this has kind of affected a lot of things. Definitely, uh, our theaters are shut down. Mm-hmm. Which is sad, but we're getting a lot of things now on you know getting rushed to digital a lot of, kind of yeah. stuff because uh, we're going into news. This is a, a one movie that possibly is going to movie theaters, uh, one or two auditoriums in the country that are still left. Open. Yes. All right. So Kyoto Animation unveiled its its newest trailer for Velvet. Uh, Violet Evergarden, the movie. They just released the uh, the news trailer and the poster. Right. Uh, obviously, most most of us know that uh, Kyoto Animation or Kyoto Annie uh, had a tragic arson fire uh, last year. I can't remember what year, what what time of year. But uh, apparently, this is like in October, I think. Yeah, it was October, October. October. Yeah, something there. like that. You can go back to our October episodes. We kind of go into detail yeah. about it. Uh, is Going to theaters, hopefully, uh, April 24th. Uh, there's in no, Japan, probably. In Japan. In Japan, obviously. And uh, there's no dub, uh, no English dub uh, have been, there's no information on that yet. So, hopefully, we'll get it over here. And plus, if anybody's interested, uh, you can watch Wild Evergarden on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can go check out that. I haven't watched it personally, but I keep hearing it's really good. Yeah. All right. In our second bit of news, uh, it's our little... Uh, too fast for the naked eye, little friend. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog will be available on digital on March 21st, which is right now it's currently available. Yeah. And on May 19th, it'll be available on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD, including digital. Makes sense. They're trying to get everything out so people can go watch it because their theatrical run was cut short because of this virus. Exactly. Exactly. It'd be like Much like onward. Which oh yeah. I'm sure you're getting to. Yes. It'd be like you actually just. Be like onward is cur- be like like you said onward is currently available on uh, uh, digital platforms and also on movie in- uh, movies anywhere. Mm-hmm. So 
and it'll be on Disney Plus on April 3rd in the U.S. And this movie came out March 6th. And if you're curious, if you should watch it, listen to the first two-thirds of yes. our reaction to it. Yes. Because it was a good movie. <laughs> yes, it is such a good movie. Yes. Uh, kind of like you told your friends, uh, some of your friends before, be like, yeah, buy it. Uh, buy this movie. Or it, wa- wait for Disney Plus and watch it there. Yeah. Go watch this movie one way or another. It is good. It's such a good movie. You know, everyone should go watch this, this yeah. uh, great, amazing film from uh, Disney. Disney and Dis- Pixar. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. In a good way. Yes. In a good way. All right. So our last bit of news be like, and sadly, very sadly, millions have stopped production due to the coronavirus pandemic in France. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Say it isn't so. Um, no, the Corn Puffs characters can't have their movie. No. <laughs> so apparently they were probably like 90% done with the film. And uh, due to the governmental guidelines with the coronavirus and how bad France is right now with the coronavirus, along with Italy, um, yeah, they they've shut down production. So this movie is kind of in limbo right now. And there pro- there are probably a lot of people out there who really want to watch Minions: Rise of Gru, not Rise of Groot, like you said earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That would be you a imagine bit. if it was Minions the Rise of Groot. Groot. I am Groot. We are banana. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yes, yeah, so that is all I'm also of the mind. Okay. We're able to work from home. Even if you've got to put up temporarily a subpar digital soundtrack, not have the full orchestra playing yet. Right. Can't you just go ahead and put that out there and let's be done with it? Because I mean, that you could far along. You should be able to. VPN yeah, and and mo- and most artists can re- work remotely from their homes. I would think you would think so. I mean, maybe somebody's got to be up there to watch the server in case it bl- blows a fuse. But yeah, I think Disney artists are doing that now. Yeah, Disney and Pixar artists are doing it now. But uh, just for the life of me, it's like, why are they not able to do it remotely? Who knows? Like I said, my guess is that maybe it's down to music. That could be it. Music is generally the last thing because like, the music has to match the editing. That is true. In a lot of cases, that could be it. So it could be that they just haven't finished the songs, or maybe the uh, it, it could be the licensed tracks that I'm assuming Pharrell is doing. Yet. Okay. And maybe he's put a halt because of everything that's put the movie at halt. I don't know. I'm guessing. Okay. All right. So that is all in the news. All right. So let's get into our. Spoiler-free review of the movie Osmosis Jones. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun review. Oh yes. Um, Just, I only <laughs> saw this movie one other time. Okay. Uh, I saw it on cart when well, you know Cartoon Network did those movies. They show those movies on Saturday nights back in the day, right? I think that's when I saw it. Of course, it's interrupted every te- five to ten minutes with commercials. So this is the first time I've seen it completely uncut. Okay. As it were. You know, we chose this movie because yes. of the coronavirus. Yes. Because if I had my druthers, we'd actually be talking about the show Cells at Work. But I tried to choose <laughs> the thing that was a movie that was the closest to that, which yes. was Osmosis Jones. <laughs> you he chose did, poorly. I did choose very poorly. <laughs> This is I, not I, I, that good. A well, movie? well, be like obviously, be like this is audio, so you can't see 
Drew's expression every time he tries to describe this film. It's a movie. I can yes. say that. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. This isn't getting a high rating. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. I, it's a okay. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. Agreed. I, I don't know how much of that is. I'm not a fan of Chris Rock's comedy. I think that's a good portion of it. Yes. And most, and this is not Bill Murray's best work in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a thing. Okay. What uh, What do you think of this movie? All right. Well, first off, where did you watch the video from? Cartoon. Oh, uh, for this viewing. Yes, I watched it on YouTube. Okay. I right. rented it two ninety nine on YouTube. All right, good deal. And watched it on my Switch, because that's what I had plugged into the TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think my screen was a little smaller than yours. <laughs> Probably. Just, just a little well, bit. Well, I was watching it on the TV, but through the Switch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Either way. You watched it on your cell phone. Bing! Because you still don't have internet in this apartment yet. Exactly. Either way. So, uh, this is my first viewing of the film. I would heard about it. Uh, there again, I've never been a fan of Bill Murray's acting. Uh, I, don't, I just don't think you've seen the right stuff yet. Yeah, I probably haven't. Uh, I, I know he can act. I just haven't seen his good stuff. Yet. I, well, besides I, Ghostbusters. Besides Ghostbusters, of course. I just don't like his character in the movie. Either way. Um, well, his character was meant to be a slimy jerk bag. But to find out more about that, listen to our Ghostbusters episode <laughs> over on Movie of the Week podcast. I have no idea if this episode's out yet. <laughs> good plug. Uh, so, like you said, it's a thing uh there there are parts of it i i enjoy i'll I, there's i'll go into my review later my full review later but it's a movie that has a lot of weirdness to it and it's gross it's uh i'll be honest i'm surprised they got a tv saturday morning tv show out of this there was a tv there was show? a tv show called ozzy and dricks okay i think i remember something about that mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting yeah any way to get the money <laughs> anyways i uh, guess that must have made just enough money to get a uh television to get uh kids wb to make a show about it we'll get into that <laughs> it's not pretty so yeah it's yep. it's 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 a live action animated hybrid film and, and not the best no at it no it's not it's not i, I completely agree with you I think you're starting to sway me just a little bit, <laughs> but I agree. I agree with your points. I do agree with your points. Which we, I haven't gotten a chance to tear the movie apart yet. So. No, 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 no. But it'd be like, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the vibes of where we're going with this. <laughs> this is going to be fun. We finally found the first episode. We both are not happy about. I, agreed. Which I, we still haven't found the episode that I really love that you didn't like yet. So too true. All right. So that is my spoiler free review of you know is it family friendly kind of it is but it is it was made with kids in mind but there are still plenty of jokes that make you go i i know why i wasn't this i'll put it this way i know why the reason i saw it was on was on a night that my parents weren't home and i was at home alone oh when i was in high school because this is not something we would have watched when i was a kid this, we, we just didn't watch stuff with this kind of bathroom humor. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of bathroom, bathroom humor. humor. 
A lot. So if you don't like bathroom humor, might stay away. Yeah. And I can completely understand why we didn't watch it. But like, now granted, it came out in 2001. I was a teenager. Yeah. In high school. Um, I would have been in high school too. Yeah. My, my brother made a very good observation this this week, uh, this past weekend. Yeah. We can, I went to a camp out this mm-hmm. weekend. But either way, uh, made a good observation that kind of like your like your family, we didn't really didn't watch anything and it was stupid. Yeah. And I think my parents thought this was stupid, so we didn't watch it. No, I don't think I had any interest when this movie came out. Yeah, me to either. Watch it either anyway. Yeah, so, me either. Um, uh, so yeah, that's gonna that's our spoiler free section. Yeah. Uh, if you for so, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, join us on the other side. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Osmosis Jones. Listener discretion is advised. Osmosis Jones was directed by Bobby and Peter Farrelly. They previously directed both Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber 2, not the second Dumb and Dumber. Right. But Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Yes. Well, technically 2 was a prequel. Anyway. The original, you know what I mean. Second movie was a prequel. Also, the, you know the uh, recent, relatively recent, maybe last ten years movie, uh, The Three Stooges. Yes, they did that in two. Oh, okay. If that does not fill you with dread, oh gosh, <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, this makes was, total sense now. Yes, uh, it was written by Mark Hyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing I saw that he did. He was actually a collaborating writer on both How to Train Your Dragon and Madagascar 3. Oh, okay. Well, one of them was good. Yeah. Madagascar 3 is not that bad, but it's been I, a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I actually own the, the, the Blu-ray collection of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was written by Randy Edelman, okay. who had previously done the music for The Mask and for The Indian in the Cupboard. Okay. The live-action cast for this includes uh, Bill Murray as Frank DeTore. He, of course, plays Phil in Groundhog Day mm-hmm. and Dr. Peter Vinkman in Ghostbusters. Uh, Alina Franklin plays Shane DeTore. That's his daughter. Mm-hmm. And she only had about 10 acting credits. The other... There's not many of them stood out to me, but in the game Bully... Okay. She played Mandy, whoever that is, because okay. I didn't play Bully. Okay, me either. Uh, Chris Elliott played Bob. Mm-hmm. And in the movie Groundhog Day, he played Larry. Now, you've not seen Groundhog Day. No, I have not. So, just so you know, this is the cameraman for the news station that Peter worked, Peter, that uh, Bill Murray works for. Okay. So, he's down there to film Bill, give his, his Groundhog Day report. Yeah. He's actually pretty good in that movie. Not this movie, but that's beside the point. Uh, Molly Shannon plays Mrs. Boyd, the uh, teacher. Yeah. In uh, Hotel Transylvania, she, in the Hotel Transylvania franchise, mm-hmm. she plays Wanda, the female, the the wife of the, of the werewolf. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has also played the character of Mary Catherine Gallagher in Superstar, the major thing she's known for. And SNL. Yes. The animated cast includes Chris Rock plays Osmosis Jones. In the movie, in the Madagascar franchise, he's also Marty. 
That's right. But Chris Rock is, of course, a comedian. Yes. Who I apparently have confused many times with Chris Tucker. That makes sense. Because in my mind, I kept looking for, didn't he play the big rock star guy in The Fifth Element? Nope, that's Chris Tucker. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne plays Mm. the villain Thrax. Morpheus. Yeah, he is Morpheus in The Matrix. And he does play Perry White in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yes. And Justice League. Yes. David Hyde Pierce played played doc, uh, plays Drex, mm-hmm. the cold medicine. Mm-hmm. In the television show Frasier, he was Dr. Niles Crane. And uh, in the movie A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. he played Slim. Okay. The, uh, the walking stick. Okay. In, that worked in the circus. I haven't seen that movie yet. So eventually we Aren't will get you. Aren't you special? <laughs> kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, well, I do bark like a dog. <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandy Norwood played Leah. Okay. In the movie, I still know what you did last summer. She oh. played <laughs> Carla Wilson. And in the television show Moesha, she played Moesha. Okay, then. I did not watch either one of these, so I can't tell you how big any of this is. Yeah. But I assume, I remember that there being a show called Moesha. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's big. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, I think it was in between Scream, uh, the original Scream, Scream 1 and Scream 2, and uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, those movies, were mm-hmm. the first movies I ever watched that were horror films. Ah. Alrighty. William Shatner plays Mayor Fleming. In the Star Trek franchise, he is the original Captain James Tiberius Kirk. He also played T.J. Hooker Mm -hmm. in T.J. Hooker. His most recent major role was in the show Boston Legal, where he played Denny Crane. Yeah, I heard that was a really good show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's the cast I got. All right. So how the box office do on this right. movie? So let's go on production first. Um, on IMDb, it got a six six point three out of ten. That's all high. <laughs> on on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a fifty five percent fifty five percent. Okay, about middle of the road. Mm-hmm. All right. So production was done by Warner Brothers Animation Studio, Conundrum Entertainment. It was obviously produced or distributed by Warner Brothers Studios. Mm-hmm. It was released. Uh, its premiere was on August 1st, 2001. Its U.S. premiere was on August 10th, 2001. It had a budget of $70 million. Mm-hmm. Its U.S. gross was $13.5 million. And its worldwide gross was $14 million. It was very, very, very short of its goal. Right. It failed badly. Which then raises the question, why is there a TV show based on yeah, this? Yeah, that, that's that's a very interesting... Well, it's... You gotta make a profit out of it somehow. I, I guess. This just seems like a weird choice. Except I think the TV show was actually not that bad. But that, probably because they toned it down a little. That's true. Anyway, uh, getting to the summary. Uh, Frank DeTore is an unkempt, slovenly zookeeper at the Sukat Memorial Zoo in Rhode Island, Mm 
I don't remember any of that actually being shown in the movie, actually being told that. No. Other than he worked at a zoo. That's about all I caught. Yeah. But this is what this, the summary I got off of Wikipedia uh, says. Okay. Well, it is Wikipedia. Yeah. Depressed by the loss of his wife years earlier, he copes by overeating and ignoring basic hygiene to the annoyance of his young daughter, Shane. Osmosis Ozzy Jones is a rebellious officer of the Frank PD who was demoted to patrol duty in the mouth after an incident where he induced Frank to vomit against orders, resulting in Frank being fired from his previous job at the pea soup factory and banned from visiting Shane's school due to a a restraining order filled by her science teacher, Mrs. Boyd. Two years later, facing a serious challenge to his re-election prospects, Mayor Fleming doubles down on his junk food policies, ignoring their effect on Frank's health. This causes Frank to eat a boiled egg covered in filth allowing Thrax, a deadly virus, to enter the throat. Unwilling to admit responsibility, Fleming instructs Frank to take a cold suppressant through brain signals. The suppressant, Drixenol, Drix, cold relief, is literally how they relate it. They actually write his name as cold relief, but spelled with a K. Weird. Yeah. Drixenol, cold relief. But his name is Drix. Yeah. Uh proceeds to disinfect the throat, covering up any evidence of Thrax's arrival. To his displeasure, Ozzy is subsequently assigned to assist Drix in his investigation. Meanwhile, Thrax assumes leadership of a gang of sweat germs and launches an attack on the mucus dam in Frank's nose, nearly killing Drix before Ozzy rescues him. The two pay a visit to one of Ozzy's informants, who reveals Thrax's plan to pose as a mere cold virus as a cover for killing Frank with a high fever in order to become the next big virus in the medical records. Based on this information, Ozzy goes undercover at a nightclub intending to infiltrate Thrax's gang, only to be discovered and forced to call in Drix, who manages to destroy the club with a grenade. The explosion pops a zit on Frank's forehead during a meeting with Mrs. Boyd, ruining any chance for him to apologize. In response, Fleming closes the investigation, has Ozzy fired from the force, and orders Drix to leave the city. Having survived the assault, Thrax eliminates the remaining henchmen and launches a one-man assault on the hypothalamus gland, the portion of the brain that controls body temperature, where he steals a DNA bead. He then abducts the mayor's secretary, Leah Estrogen, and flees to the mouth to escape. His actions disable the body's ability to regulate temperature, causing the city to break out in flames and panic. As Frank is taken to the hospital in a fever coma, Ozzy and Drix reconcile and proceed to rescue Leah. They succeed, but Thrax is able to exit the mouth using pollen as a distraction. Ozzy pursues him to the surface of Shane's eye, and as they fight, they both land on one of Shane's false eyelashes. As Thrax and Jones pin down after Jones recovers the DNA bead, he gloats over how he will break his record by killing Shane as his next victim, but gets stuck in the false eyelash. Jones escapes at the last minute before the eyelash slides off and lands in a vessel of rubbing alcohol where Thrax dissolves. As Frank's temperature goes over 108 degrees, his heart begins to shut down and flatline. Riding one of Shane's tears, Ozzy re-enters his body with the bead in hand and replaces the missing chromosome, reviving Frank from his momentary state of death. Having narrowly cheated death, Frank commits himself to live a healthier lifestyle and Ozzy and Drix are declared heroes, with Ozzy having been reinstated to the force with Drix as his new partner, at which point Ozzy also begins a relationship with Leah. Frank and Shane go hiking as he attempts to live a healthier life, 
Fleming, meanwhile, is impeached from office and reduced to a custodian of the bowels and later ejects himself accidentally by triggering Frank's flatulence. Bravo. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything positive to say about this movie? Oh. I have a couple things, thankfully. I I do. I do. Uh, Well, let's go to my whiteboard. Okay. I, I, I do have th- I do have three likes for mm-hmm. this film. All right, so my number one would be the buddy cop slash government uh, corruption plot within the animated movie itself. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy that. Of fact, you have uh, Drix, 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 and um, you know Jones's kind of buddy cop, you know buddy cop relationship. And how they get along, and the the fact that Amos Jones does realize what's going on, and the mayor's trying to put a stop to it because mm-hmm. he wants to get it reelected, and uh, you gotta love politics, right? Oh yeah, uh, I like that part of it. Be like that that story beat of it. It's really it's very well done, in my opinion. And. There was another aspect be like the fact that be like this movie is the animation in the movie it's there's a lot of violence in this movie mm-hmm. definitely animation wise and it's like oh my gosh you see, you don't you see characters die I'd be like yeah they're germs yeah but you see characters die and mm-hmm. I, I thought that was very kind of bold to do that in a film definitely a kids film um, there's a lot of the animation parts I really enjoyed. So, yeah, that was my number one. What's your number one? My number one is actually Drix. Uh, I like David Hyde Pierce's performance oh, as Drix. Yeah. Yeah, that was- he's very funny. He's does he's, he's In many ways, he is still playing Niles in this without yes. being so... Uh, Snobbish? Uppity? Uppity? Snobbish? Uppity, snobbish. He's still very uh, very intelligent and thinks he's all that in a bag of chips, despite the fact we all know he's 90% sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a fun character. He's he, he's a good believe it or not. He is actually a very good foil for Chris Rock. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Which is surprising. Um, it's a he's a good character. It's a very funny role, and I like it. It's just it doesn't. It's just not uh, amazing. Yeah, if that makes sense. It's serviceable. It does exactly what it needs to do, mm-hmm. and it works for the movie. But I mean, it's it's still something I like about the movie. It's just not you know great. Okay, what's your number two? My number two, uh, my number two, would be the the uh, the very end of this film. Mm-hmm. The very end of this film, where are the uh, the climax, mm-hmm. you might call it, with uh, Frank's uh, near death scene and the demise of our villain. Mm-hmm. I really really enjoy that. Uh, the animation of his death is be like his animation of his actual demise is really cool. Yeah. Cause they don't shy away from characters dying, which no. is like really, really cool. The animation character wise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, fo- the, the, the scene previous to that, I was like, Ugh. just, yeah, I'll, I'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, uh, but those those two scenes were very well done. Very well done. Um, 
Bill Murray did a very good job in that in that scene. Well, basically, I just lay there and just pretend to be dead. But uh, you're saying Bill Murray plays a very good corpse. Yes. <laughs> I need to get you to see some better uh, some bleh, some good Bill Murray movies. Either way, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying you'll like Bill Murray. I just want you to see some better stuff so you can actually see how good an actor he can be. Yeah. I'm, I'm not I'll be like there again. I'm not saying that Bill Murray is not yeah. a bad actor. I just, the, my. You, just, you have just seen a lot of stuff where he's played Bill Murray. Yeah, pretty and much. That's, and not actually had to play somebody else. Yeah. Exactly. He does that a lot, but. Yeah. Either way, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed those two scenes. Uh, the, uh, the point where. Shane, his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of trying to, you know, bring him back, and in a way she does, yeah, uh, through her tear. But I thought that was I, I was I was very moved by that scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is touching. I was like, I was going, okay, that was kind of touching. But yeah, that's my number two. What's your number two? My number two is how well a sleazy politician that William Shatner plays. Oh yes. <laughs> It is a different role than I'm used to saying. I mean, I've seen him, of course, as captain of a starship and mm-hmm. had to be a diplomat there. Uh, I have seen him in TJ Hooker where he played a policeman once or twice. I've not seen the whole series. I've just seen a couple episodes because I was curious. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't watch Boston Legal, so I assume Denny Crane is a lawyer, so I'm sure he's been sleazy there because lawyers are like that. Yeah. But uh, it's it was interesting to hear him play the sleazy politician here. Yeah. I'm not saying he was mimicking anybody in particular. Yeah. Especially since I think with the the name that most people would come up with, he wasn't a politician at this time. Yeah. But uh, it was interesting. He played a very good sleazeball who was just more worried about himself than the health of the body he was supposed to be in charge of. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I liked William Shatner in that role. He played a very good sleaze bag. All right, awesome. Uh, my third, I think it's kind of it's a very weak third. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be the animation for a Warner Brothers studio picture. It is a bit weak because they Warner Brothers has had good animation. Yeah, uh, I'd be mean, like the animation is it's it's decent. It's mm-hmm. decent animation. Uh, it's nothing really home, nothing really to write home about. But like it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Be like it's it's not there like, is some creativity in oh, how to yeah, handle the fact that um the like, slightly uh amorphous shape all the cells can take a hold of. Yeah, their their character designs very well. Mm-hmm. Character designed very well and how uh Jones can like meta can morph himself in like different shapes and yeah, you know, the flexibility of being uh, a white blood cell. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it. There's, there's some like uh, our main villain's death. What, what is his name again? Thrax. Thrax. No, he is not Anthrax. Yeah, he was a completely fictional uh, virus. Virus. Yeah, Thrax. I love his character design because one, he just comes across as smooth, cool, mm-hmm. you know, villain. But he he wears sunglasses in some scenes. Like, Bruh. where does he get these sunglasses from? They're so cool. Um, I'll probably have to draw his character at some point because I just like his character design. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
like his uh his uh his razor finger. I love that. Yeah, that was so cool. Definitely how he dispatched the uh, the mob boss. I was like, oh my gosh, they went there. That was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, the character designs, a lot of the some of the animation points are really really well done, but yeah, it's you know it's it's a early two thousands. Warner Brothers animated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'll give it, you know, some really good kudos for some of the animation in there. What is your number three? My number three is actually how well they handled um, the back and forth between the live action scenes and the animated scenes. And even the couple, the one or two scenes there near the end where we're zoomed in on obviously what's supposed to be a real person. Mm-hmm. But it's still at cellular size because we're actually watching Ozzy and Thrax fight each other. Yeah. On a fake eyelash. Yeah. Um, I. The way the editing is done, it's like it feels natural. It makes sense that while inside the body, everything's animated because yeah. honestly, none of the anim characters look like this in real life. No. They are all actually just cells and they're not really moving around this much except for, of course, the white blood cell because he can't. Yeah. Um, and of course, we're dealing. What happens inside the body is affected by what happens outside oh, the body. Yeah. The actions of all the characters. I'm not sure how scientifically accurate it is. <laughs> I'm assuming there's a lot that's wrong, right? But um, I just like the way it moves back and forth. It's, yeah. It the editing is done very well, and even though early 2000s CG animation mm-hmm. on the quote unquote face of close, close in face on Shane yeah. on the eye, which admittedly kind of still makes me cringe a little. Yeah. The fact I'm used to sticking my finger in my eye to put contacts in. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very well done, even though I think the size of the characters was a bit too big yeah, <laughs> for that particular shot. Agreed. Uh, but even that was kind of well done for its time. Yeah. Uh, what we saw there would not fly today. No, it but for its time, it was fine. It yeah. was serviceable. It did a good job. That so, is true. Yeah. That's my third like. Okay. So I guess we should move into our dislikes. Yes, we shall. What is your first dislike for my, this movie? Oh, you, you kind of, you, you hit upon it just a little bit in your, your first, your third dislike. Uh, my third like? Yeah, your third like. It's what I meant to say. My first dislike is actually the transitions between the live action and the animated. They, okay, so this is obviously something we kind of are a little off on, but that's a little, fine. A little bit. Uh, it's it's more the how they use the transitions. Mm-hmm. Be like It's a, like very... It's a very simple fade out, and then it's a fade in. But like the first transition that they use is very well done. Right. I'm not saying how they, you know, the scenes trans like the scene in the scene, mm-hmm. but it's how they transition. It's so bland and boring. It, it's it's not like because there there are a few of them that do very well, but most yeah. of them are just kind of like definitely towards the like end of the scene ended, and now this scene's beginning. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like it fades to black, black for a second, then fades back, you know, black back mm-hmm. into the scene, and it's just. This is just bland. I, I just I, I mean, didn't I didn't I'll, I'll like even it. Admit, it's not great, but I think it does what it's intending to I, do. Oh, I I agree. I just don't like the uh, the execution of it. Right. 
And I'm, I would also say in a lot of cases it wouldn't make sense to do a full zoom in like we see at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the, I guess really what I was referring to is the fact that there are so many times where it's literally a a jump cut mm-hmm. where this frame we're in the live action scene, this next frame we're obviously in the animation, and how yeah. it cuts back and forth. You can see how things outside the body are affecting things inside oh, yeah, the yeah. body I, and vice I, versa. Yeah, I but enjoy yeah. that part. I enjoy the part. I just the the way definitely towards the latter part of the mm-hmm. film, the uh, the transitions themselves. Yeah. Not the the scenes themselves, but the tri- the simple transition between it is very bland. Okay, because you're using a lot of very interesting uh, film work mm-hmm. to get in between the two frames. But at the very end of the film, they're just kind of like blase, just fade in and out, and it's just it was kind of bland. Okay, that's just my opinion. So, what is your number one dislikes? The bathroom humor. Agreed. Okay, look. Here's the thing. I'm not against a fart joke. Yeah. I admit, if you're going to have a movie that deals with... It takes place inside a body. Yes. It makes sense that you're going to have to go to the bowels. Uh Uh-huh. And it makes sense that if somebody is leaving, such as Drix, it makes sense that they would leave through... Yeah. How we would expect stuff to leave through the body. Yes. I'm not a fan of bathroom humor. Okay. If it's done... Okay, let me rephrase. I'm not a fan of bathroom humor when it's just done to be funny. Okay. If it doesn't have a reason. I'll give you an example, because there's actually both of these in this movie. Okay. At the very end, you've got the mayor pushes the button, Frank farts yeah get right down to it and we're supposed to believe that that's how the mayor left the body because he shouldn't have done that the fact that the movie ends on a fart is pretty bad in and of itself yeah i just don't like that that it just seemed like oh here's a thing we'll get the last little giggle out of the kids because kids like farts right yeah it doesn't add anything to the scene i agree the whole part of the scene is we're going to have a fart joke. Yeah, pretty much. Now, you reverse to uh, the commercial for uh, Colonic's mayoral candidacy. Yes. That takes place in the bowels. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how this used to be a clean city when we eat vegetables and we're clean. And uh, if he gets elected, he's going to turn everything around. Right. We're going to eat healthier. And the kid at the end... The kid says, Mr. Kalonic, what's that smell? And he says, that is, that's the future or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, he says that right after we hear a little fart. Yeah. It's a fart joke. Yeah. It's a little more intelligent of a fart joke. Right. But it adds to the scene, even though maybe perhaps the whole scene is not even worth it because it's not even, it doesn't add anything other than gives you the idea that Mayor Fleming is in run for, is running a, yeah, trying to stay in office. Yeah, re-election. Re-election. That's about all it does, but it works to the scene where I actually thought it was funny. Yeah. But the end, and the reason I didn't bring that scene up in the mm-hmm. likes is because, hey, it doesn't really fix anything. Right. It's just a thing that happens. But the end, But the fact that it ends with a giant fart, it's just... Not Why? Good. It's not. It's not necessary. It's to me. 
it's not worth it. It's not even that good a fart joke. Yeah. And there's a lot of instances where they make this kind of humor, especially when they're in the bowels. Okay. I know, it makes sense. And it's like, how do you work away from it? Is there a different way they could have handled it? I don't know. It's just I don't like bathroom humor. Yeah, me either. So, yeah. That, that's just a dislike. It's a it's not a very critical dislike, right. I'll admit. But it's just a dislike I have for the movie. So. Okay. What's your second dislike? All right. My second dislike. <clears throat> I got a frog in my throat for a second there. Ribbit. Um kind of kind of ties in with your first dislike it is one the zit scene yes oh gosh like one i i i've i've always been grossed out by and it's not even a i hate to say good looking zit because what zit is good looking but it's not even a very accurate looking zit no it's not it's obviously makeup yeah and one be like, why would you, like, I, 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 be like, I understand he's a slob. I get yeah. that. But at the same time, you're going to see, be like, I have this massive zit on my fore, like, right. And in- it's not seen, even even a mark of it, it's not seen before that scene. Yeah, exactly. It just shows up. It just shows up. Anyway. And the, like, be like, I've never liked, like, when things pop or, like, mm-hmm. like, just, like, jacked up vomit or anything like it just and there's gr- that in this movie too yes it is just that kind of humor just anything like that grosses me out beyond belief and uh there's a lot of that in this film mm-hmm. a lot of it it's like you're, you're dealing with mucus and be like like i have i have sinuses all the time yeah. so, so i'm used to like steezing my head off and that kind of stuff but i don't want to watch it in a film <laughs> And I, it's I understand one of those things where I don't know how you work around it. No, yeah, that's but true. I think there are better ways to handle it. Yeah, <laughs> There's uh, gotta be. Agreed, agreed. And because they, it seems like every single bodily function they depict in this movie, they depict humorously. Yes, that's me. I guess that's really what it comes down to. Is yeah, it, they're trying so hard to be a comedy, they didn't allow for much seriousness, despite the fact of how serious the villain is. Yeah, that's true. It, it's it kind of. It's not well balanced. Yeah, it's not a well, very well balanced film. All right, so yeah, the the utter grossness of this film kind of mm-hmm. just <laughs> got to me in right. a few points. My second dislike <laughs> is um, Bill Murray's character. Here's I agree. I unlike you, yeah, I actually like Bill Murray in a lot of stuff. Okay, this is not one of those things. Okay. I do not like Bill Murray. I don't like Bill Murray's. Hang on. I don't like Bill Murray's character in this at all. He's mm-hmm. completely unlikable. Oh yeah. I understand he's depressed. Mm-hmm. But because he's, we have to be told he's depressed. Is the problem? Yeah, that's kind of. He is still Bill Murray playing Bill Murray. Yeah. In a situation where he's disgusting. Yeah. He is just being disgusting for the sake of being disgusting. Yes. To show how horrible. He's being run. Yeah. Get right down to it. I mean, it's one thing when he eats the egg. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's like, okay, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, one, listen to the advice of your daughter in that case. Don't eat the egg. That's the stupidest thing he does in this movie. Oh, yeah. I think. And anything else, you can follow the logic as to why he does it. Yeah. This, there's no explanation other than, oh, we need an excuse to get Thrax in the film. 
Yeah. And this is going to be it. Um, yeah. But uh, when he's, you know, calling for Shane to, to, to give get, get him a chicken leg, it's like, oh, yeah. No, oh. that's not... That's not how you treat your daughter. No. I'm surprised. The fact that Shane still loves you is Puts a up miracle. with him. Puts up with him. Yes. I know she's putting up with him. It's like, you do not know what you have. Apparently. Yeah. And you're listening to, obviously, the guy you shouldn't be listening to. Dude, yeah. And yet even Bob says, hey, maybe you shouldn't go to the Chicken Wing Festival. Maybe you should go to the hospital. You look pretty bad. Yeah. And he's going, nah, no, we gotta go. you're not even smart enough to listen to the idiot who got you into this mess in the first place. Yeah. Well, I, well, and, I, well, I can't, I can kind of point to that. Well, the fact like when you are kind of like depressed and be like, you eat yes, just for, to give comfort. And right. sometimes we, when you are depressed, you really don't listen to what everyone tells you. And you just under, go on your instinct. And I understand that. Yeah. And I understand in a lot of cases, you can't always tell when you're looking at a person when they're depressed. Yes. Because they do their best to hide it. But here's the thing. This is a movie for kids. Yeah. You want a character to be depressed, you need to be a little more obvious. Yeah. About it, especially when the acting in this movie is not that good in the first place. That is especially true. Especially in the live action scenes. Very true. Um, I just can't. Be- the problem is, Bill Murray is not playing a depressed person. No, he's, he's not. He's supposed to be. He's playing. He's, he's just being Bill Murray. Which and just being disgusting, right? He's Bill, he's being Bill Murray, being disgusting. Yeah. Bill Murray is usually pretty good at a lot of stuff. He's not always right. disgusting. He's got great comedic timing. Yeah, and he's does a lot of. He's a good actor when he's allowed to be a good actor. Right. He's not allowed to be a good actor in this film because he's just playing the disgusting setting. Yeah, that has to be disgusting because for the we sake of explain it. why there's so many viruses. Like extra viruses and bacteria in his body that really should be there. Yeah. And why the town is expanding, so, mm. so, so to speak. It's... He's a character who exists because he has to exist. And it feels like Bill Murray's not even really trying. I mean, when Garfield was better... Oh. Because <laughs> him voicing Garfield was a lot better than this. Oh, Okay. It's just, that's how little I think Bill Murray did well with this movie. He's just not doing... He, you could tell this was a paycheck. Yeah. That's all this movie was to him. I'm convinced. Okay. So, yeah. All right. What's your third? Okay. So, my third is... This movie tries way too hard in its humor. Mm-hmm. Way too hard. with uh, Definitely with Chris Rock. Because the first time I ever saw Chris Rock in a movie was actually Lethal Weapon 4. And when I watched this movie, I'm like, wait, why does that joke sound... What does that line sound familiar? Or why does this line sound familiar? Because it's part of his stand-up. Yeah. Like, everything he says is like they rewrote a lot of his stand-up in order to make it fit the character. Mm -hmm. And there's there's the joke of where where he's uh, him and... Drix. Drix, thank you. With Drix, I'm terrible with names. Uh, are riding down, driving down the freeway, and he's describing how his childhood was like. It's the exact same story he uses in Lethal Weapon Four, just as a pill, as a uh, as a white blood cell. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same story. <laughs> 
And I'm like, okay, this is like retreaded material. Yeah. And it's the jokes go way too long. They get so incredibly just silly and I mean, like it's a kid's movie. It's supposed to be silly, yeah. but it just goes on and on and on. And just like, come on. It never ends. It never ends. Uh, and Drax dancing. I was like, oh gosh, please make it stop. I mean, Drix. Drix, thank you. Drix. Make it stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. It's not even that it's just bad dancing. Yeah. It's just that character model is not made for dancing. No, it's not. I mean, like, that's obviously the point. I know. It's just, just like, this is not even. I mean, the awkward character dancing yeah. is a joke that's been, a ton of, been done a ton of times. Right. It's been done a lot better. Yes. Time. This is, might be the worst one that we've seen. Yeah. But probably. yeah. Yeah. Just the, the comedy in this movie goes way too far. And obviously it's a kid's cartoon, kid's movie. So you're going to have really, really silly comedy. Mm-hmm. But it just drags. Yeah. It drags and it feels like it's been uh, rinsed and repeated from other uh, Chris Rock either from other films he's done mm-hmm. or it's part of his stand-up. Okay. So it was just like, and plus I'm not a comedy guy. And this was like, this is just boring. It's just like, okay, this is cringy. Cringy yeah. or boring either way. So yeah, the comedy was just a little, ugh, in a lot of ways, there mm-hmm. were some good points, but it was yeah. others just like, ugh. either what, Either way, what is your number three? My third dislike. My third dislike is almost the entire movie. <laughs> if okay. we're being honest. Okay. I did not like this movie. Okay. If that's not obvious for at this point. Okay. Uh, the, the writing is bad. The <laughs> story is not that interesting. Right. Despite the fact that stopping a virus from destroying a body should be. Yeah. It's an interesting concept, but because a they take a they make a fictional disease, so they don't have to be really medically accurate. Yeah, um, they do a. Um, it is a standard buddy cop shtick that's not even that done that well. True. Um, even the political stuff, while interesting, yeah, isn't handled as well as it should be. On the whole, this is a bad movie to me. Okay. This is... The only other movie I've rated low in this podcast so far and was just purely subjective, and I recognize I'm got I'm in the... I'm in the... Uh, minority on this one was Anastasia. Okay. Anastasia, for me, was a lot better than this movie. Oh, okay. Give you an idea. Yeah, this wow. This is... Here's the thing. There are for me there are three kinds of movies. Okay. Great movies. Movies so bad that they're actually good because they're funny to make fun of. Yeah. And then movies that are just bleh. Yeah. This is a bleh. This is a boring movie um, for a comedy for kids dealing with the human body which should be rife with being able to have some decent jokes mm-hmm. if you're going to have a comedy. In many ways, uh, while it wasn't dealing with white blood cell blood cells and stuff like that, yeah, um, Inside Out does a much better job, even though it's dealing with you know emotions, emotions and brains and such. 
I would love to see Pixar actually do a movie that takes place in a human body. We, we haven't seen that yet, of course. Yeah. But really, I'd like anyone else to try. It's one of the reasons. In fact, here's the thing. I cannot suggest this movie in good conscience. Okay. It's that bad a movie to me. Okay. If you want something like this that is done much better and you have Netflix, go look up the cartoon, ser- uh, the series on Netflix called Cells at Work. It does not have any live action sequences, but it does deal with blood cells, including white blood cells, going about their daily work and even fighting off viruses and uh, and bacteria. It's a much better show. It's okay. A, it's medically accurate, or as medically accurate as a show with uh, anthropomorphized characters can be. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun show. It's a good show. And it's on Netflix. I would suggest going and watching that before suggesting watching Osmosis Jones. Oh, wow. Okay. That was two hours. I think it's a, the movie was two hours. That's two hours I'm never going to get back, and I kind of wish I could. The only good part about it is we've got this episode where I got to rip it apart. I don't even think I did a good job of ripping it apart. So, yeah, it's it's just a bad movie. For All me. right. So, um, I'm going to let you go first what your rating, rating is, because I want to hear yours two. first. A two, okay. A two. It's getting a two. The reason it's not lower than a two is because there are some some things yeah. that I like that I think it does well. Yeah. That I honestly think it does well. But for the most part, this is garbage. And I hate using that term with a movie. It is just <laughs> a bad, bad movie. And I can't really honestly suggest it. Okay. So yeah, I give it a two. What oh, do you give it? Wow. Okay. All right. So throughout this entire review be like you have kind of opened my my mind a little more about this <laughs> film a little more i um, hope i haven't ruined it for you because i hate ruining movies people actually like even if i no, don't no, understand no 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 it. no uh well more often than not i give movie a more credit of the doubt or like okay it was made at this time or something like that mm-hmm. uh and definitely from your 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 review and uh, i did kind of i I wanted to get this movie a higher rating than I originally. I'd be like, I had a higher rating originally in mind. Mm -hmm. But throughout this entire conversation, it has changed and it has dropped and dropped and dropped. Mm -hmm. So I will give this a 4.5. You're still higher than me, which is saying something. Yes. Uh, The the reason I'm going to give the movie a higher ranking than you, just, Mm -hmm. just a little bit. If it's if it's all Thrax, I will back you on that because that's a good reason. Because yeah, I just don't like Thrax myself, but I know you like Thrax. Yeah, I I, I, I like the villain. Uh, there are parts of the the buddy cop thing was it's interesting. Mm-hmm. The the some of the animation parts really well. I was not a huge fan of the live action sets like mm-hmm. at all. I was I was like, okay, can we get through the stupid scene and get back to the body? <laughs> yeah, and and I was. There's parts of it that are, it has some good parts to it. Some good parts. The rest of it, like you said, is garbage. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I will give it, no, well, heck, I'll give it a four, not a 4.5. I'll give it a four. Okay. Uh, it's still dropping. It's still dropping. We keep talking. It might yeah. get lower. <laughs> it's, I'd be like, yeah, apparently the temperatures drop quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> it, it's getting colder. Um, be like, my bundle up a little bit. Um. Uh, so yeah, I, I I will hold firm at a four. Okay. Uh, just because there there are certain animation sequences and the villain, which I like, I like the villain. 
Uh, and there are some little animation parts here and there that I like. The other parts of this movie are just trash. Okay. <laughs> so, kind of like a certain anime, a certain Disney live action movie, which has now been blacklisted, uh, which I would love to watch at some point, but who knows? Um, um, but apparently all you can find now is the animation portion and not even that good, good copies of it. That is true. That is so true. Uh, and plus I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks on a, you know, a VHS that might not even work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that is, I will give it a, a four. I'll get a four. Mm-hmm. I, it's not getting a 4.5. Be like, it's, it's going to stay below five. So it's going to be, it's going to be a four. Okay. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, we would roll for our next episode, mm-hmm. but uh, we have decided to take next week off. Mm-hmm. But in the week after that, with the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 on PlayStation 4, we decided we wanted to review um, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which is technically the epilogue to Final Fantasy VII as a whole. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. And we will see you in a, w- in a week when we get to that. All right. All right. Blah. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron, on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron, and on Letterbox at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the Cellcast. Podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember... Every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. L.